I'm here today in lieu of our regular Monday blog post for a special conversation. We have joining us Dr. Michael Didway from Anderson, South Carolina, who's the author of our new curriculum, Transforming Truths. Thank you for being here, Dr. Didway. Paul, glad to be with you. Well, it's great to have you. I want to run through six or so questions that I think will be compelling and beneficial for our life group leaders. I wanted to have this conversation because it'll be good for our leaders to see your heart, your passion for theology, and your love of teaching theology. First question, what most inspires you about doing theology for yourself, and then what most inspires you about teaching theology? Well, the, uh, I, I, I jokingly tell my faculty that uh, I don't have to know much theology because I'm, I'm in preaching rather than, uh, <laughs> rather than systematic theology. But uh, I mean, the reality is we all, uh, theology impacts all of us. You know, it's, I mean, essentially, theology is what do we know about God and who he is and what he does and our relationship with him. That's really what the study of theology uh, boiled down to his essence is, is essentially what it is. So to study theology is, is not just to be thinking about abstract concepts. Um, uh, it, one, one can certainly do that in theological study. And I've been in some of those classes. They're not fun. But, but the reality is what you know, theology really is, is trying to get a, an understanding of the God of the universe uh, and his son that came to save us and the Holy Spirit that's a part of our lives as believers. That's essentially what theology is, is trying to know more about who God is, what he's done for us, and what our relationship is with him. When many churchgoers see theology as too deep for an average believer and too abstract for their day-to-day lives, how should we encourage them to dive into theology? Well, you know, when we think about theology, um, there's such a strong practical dimension to that. You know, when when we uh, when we say the word theology, so often people think, uh, you know, well that's going to be some abstract philosophical discussion of you know, how many ang- angels can dance on the head of a pin, you know, that kind of thing. But the reality is that, uh, I mean, theology involves how do you live your life? Um, what are the, what are the guidelines, the principles by which we, uh, act or don't act? Uh, how do you relate to your family? What do we think about marriage? Uh, and the, and the kind of relationships we have with other people. All of those are, are theological questions because every one of those is impacted by what we think about God and what we think God thinks about us and, and the, the kind of the, the parameters that God has created by which to be able to, uh, to live our lives. And so, uh, I, I think it's important for us to point out that theology is a practical, um, issue that it, you know, every day, the way we live our lives is a theological act. And so uh, what we do when we study theology is simply to have a better understanding of why we why we do what we do, uh, or when we fail, why we have failed, and what are the issues there, and how, how can we live more meaningful, more productive, uh, more blessed lives? Those are all theological questions. So it's, it's such a practical uh, area that I think if we can help people understand that, then uh, it gets to that whole issue of why we call them transforming truths is because they are the they're the kind of truth, uh, the knowledge 
that impacts our lives on a daily basis. So do you see that as the relationship mainly between discipleship and theology? Yeah, I mean, I think discipleship is inherently theological because the things that I choose, the things that help me grow as a disciple are all theological. Uh, it's increasing in my knowledge of God. Prayer is a theological act because in prayer, uh, I'm choosing to, I'm seeking to communicate with, um, a God that I understand because of theology. Uh, you know, when I, when I read the scriptures, that's a theological act because my very understanding of what those scriptures are, what the Bible is, uh, comes out of that theological truth about scripture, about God's word. And so every, when we think about discipleship, uh, when we think about, for example, uh, relating to one another, growing together as believers, that's theological because God has created us uh, in his image. He's created us for relationship. And uh, and you know, God has brought us together when we go to church. That's a theological act because God has, has told us to do that, to, to assemble together, to be a part of that to being his body. And so virtually everything that we can think about as discipling, as growing in Christ, uh, is theological. You are the dean of the College of Christian Studies at Anderson University. I actually have Mike Glenn to blame for uh, that because uh, uh, we were we were actually members of Brentwood Baptist Church for a number of years. And uh, uh, Mike uh, had uh, uh, come down and spoken in chapel here at Anderson University. And the president uh, said, we're getting ready to start a, a, a graduate school for, for ministry. And he said, do you have any suggestions about somebody that could uh, that could come help us build it? So Mike is actually the one that suggested my name for that. And he's told me since then that he regrets that. He didn't know they'd actually uh, didn't know they'd actually call me. But uh, uh, so I have a, a great appreciation. He reminds me on a regular basis that uh, I have him to. Uh, to thank for that that recommendation. So yeah, we we I came here in uh, 2008 to uh, launch a graduate school of Christian ministry, which is now the Clamp Divinity School, and uh, then we also added the undergraduate religion ministry programs to the College of Christian Studies. And so I'm I'm blessed to be able to lead both of those programs here, Anderson University in Anderson, South Carolina. What are the big differences, if any? between the sort of theology that you do daily at the university versus what church leaders should be focused on teaching? Well, in the university, essentially, we're teaching the teachers. Um, uh, it, uh, and we certainly will go deeper in terms of philosophical ideas. We, we, that's where you do get into some of those abstract kinds of concepts. Um, certainly, even as we teach theology in the university, there's still that practical dimension to it. But... Uh, We'll we'll go at a little more serious level, um, dealing with, for example, dealing with original languages, studying more of the the, the theologians through the ages. Um, I mean, for example, coming up this fall is the uh, the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Martin Luther uh, nailed the 95 theses to the to the uh, church uh, door in Wittenberg, Germany. Um, and so there'll be discussion, for example, of the, theo the theological issues surrounding the Reformation and how did, how has, how did the world change, uh, when we adopted Protestant theological ideas as opposed to the traditional 
uh, medieval Roman Catholic ideas that were then prevalent. And so, um, again, theology uh, impacts uh, the culture in a broader way. Um, even today, you know, in an era that is increasingly secular here in the Western world, um, people still think theologically whether they realize it or not. And you know, what they think or don't think about God has a theological dimension. And so, um, but in the, in the university setting and the seminary setting near the divinity school, um, we, we'll just kind of take that at a deeper level. We'll uh, be discussing some of the undergirding philosophy behind these issues. And uh, a lot of what we discuss is how did we come to have these views? How did we hold these? We, as we look at, uh, for example, some of the great councils of the church, we look at the early church, how it crafted uh, the ideas, how it took the re- revelation, the revealed word of God in scripture and kind of hammered out an understanding of what was God trying to say to us in terms of his truth. That's great. So the core essentials that you teach your students and the core truths that you present in Transforming Truths, particularly the practicality of them, are consistent? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, um, when I was invited to do this, and I started looking at it, kind of framing what, what it was going to look like. It, I very quickly realized what I was really doing was writing a brief systematic theology. Um, you know, that's uh, when we talk about systematic theology, we're talking about understanding kind of theological categories, the systems of the way that, that is, uh, that's organized. And so that's where we think about those theological topics like resurrection, like the Trinity, you know, like the eschatology, study of last things. Salvation, all these kind of categories of theology uh, that we look at. But essentially, um, it's really that transforming truths is really a brief introduction to systematic theology. What was the toughest part of this project for you? What was the simplest part for you? And did you gain any new insights throughout your work? (laughs) Well, the the interesting thing is it it took a lot longer than I thought it would. Uh, When I was originally invited to do this, I thought, well, now this will be fun. This will essentially each, you know, each week's curriculum will be sort of like writing a sermon. And of course, I edit Preaching Magazine. I preach on a regular basis. So that, you know, I'm very familiar with that. But once I started getting into this, I realized, no, this is a, this is a greater dimension than writing a sermon. Uh, for one thing, I realized for many of the people who read this, this will be the only real guide to systematic theology they ever read. I better get it right. <laughs> I'm, you know, both in terms of making sure the theology is correct, but also making sure that I articulate it in a way that won't confuse, uh, that won't uh, mess people up, that won't mix them up in terms of how they think. I, that was one of the real goals I had, was to try to, uh, to communicate this, these theological truths in a way that were understandable and applicable. And so I ended up spending a great deal more time on every one of these uh, that I ex- had expected going in. Uh, I hope it's, I hope the end product is worthwhile. Um, it's, uh, it was a fun project. It was, uh, something that drove me back to do some writing unlike any I'd done for a long time. So, uh, uh, I, that, I, I enjoyed the process. One thing that we're pushing across all campuses for our leaders is soul care. Are they taking care of themselves such that when they do teach, it isn't drudgery, rather they're teaching out of their overflow? What are some of the things that you do to care for your soul? Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good question, and it's something that even now, as here with our students, we really emphasize that. One of the things that we talk about with our students is that spiritual formation, as because uh, one of the dangers in ministry 
is you can become so focused on serving others and giving out that you sometimes neglect your own walk with Christ. And uh, and so that's one of the things, as we talk about, we try to live that at the same time. And so, for example, in my own, in my own life, uh, as a family, we do a devotional each morning. Uh, as a family, we gather around the breakfast table, which can be sometimes be a problem over Christmas holidays when one person has to go to school and the other son is still on vacation. It can be a little challenge to get everybody around. But most of the time, we, we're able to gather together and we read scripture. Right now, we're reading through the Gospel of Luke. And uh, we'll, we'll take a section of, of uh, not necessarily even a whole chapter, but a section of a chapter, and read through that together. We'll talk about it briefly, and what it means and some of the implications of that. And uh, and then we have prayer, prayer together. And um, I tend to lead that most of the time, praying for each member of the family and for uh, God's presence and direction and provision for each one of us uh, through the day. And, uh, you know, that, that means a lot. That's, that's come to mean a lot in my life is that that time that we have together. And I'm, I'm hoping that it also creates a pattern for our sons. We have one son that's 20 and one that's 16. We don't have that many more years that they'll be with us. And so we're, I'm hopeful that that kind of uh, pattern of emphasizing devotion uh, will be something that'll make an impact on their lives going forward. Who's your favorite theologian and what's your favorite doctrine? Well, um, that, that the question of the favorite doctrine, that's an interesting one. I guess I'd, I'd have to... Uh, uh, I guess I'd have to say um, the whole doctrine of, of grace, of God's grace, uh, because I'm um, I am certainly unworthy of uh, God's love and provision in my life. You know, but don't get cocky, readers, listeners. You're not either. Uh, you know, none of us is is worthy, and just the the amazing grace of God that. When I was least deserving, God reached out, gave his son to die on a cross for me. And uh, that that is just, when we stop and think about that, it's so overwhelming uh, to think about that. That, uh, that. that has to be a, you know, a, a favorite. And if that doesn't have practical application, then I don't know what does. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know that I have a favorite theologian. I've... Uh, he, while he was not a professional theologian, certainly one of the most influential theologians in my life and in the lives of many people in our time has been C.S. Lewis, you know, who was, you know, actually a professor of literature, but he, but he was one that, uh, had a, came, come to have a deep theological understanding and knowledge. And, uh, the book Mere Christianity, which people don't necessarily think of as a theological book. It's a richly theological book, in fact. And has been so influential, probably one of the most influential um, theological books of the 20th century. And um, so that that's probably uh, would be uh, the uh, w- one of the most important ones. Uh, and of course, you, it's easy to also go back and look at some of the, the great theologians through the ages. And every one of them has, has influenced us, has impacted our lives uh, in some way. Excellent. Thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing your heart and your passion with our life group leaders. I truly believe that it's going to bear much fruit for our people across all of our campuses. Thank you. 
Well, thank you, Paul. And I, I just hope that the, the, those who are going to be leading these, uh, these groups and these discussions, I hope that they enjoy the, uh, the material. And I hope that they have a, I hope they have a great time being able to, uh, share these rich theological truths with, uh, uh, with the folks in their groups. So thanks for the opportunity.